Life Audio. Hello and welcome to the Daily Bible Podcast with Trisha and Michelle. We're just two friends reading through the Bible chronologically and encouraging you to do the same. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook, Daily Bible Podcast, or go to our website, dailybiblepodcast.net. We are going through the one-year chronological Bible, and we have links for that in our show notes and also at our website. And on Facebook, we have our community, Daily Bible Podcast. Just look for us under groups. So today we are reading Exodus 37, 38, and 30. Nine and the building has started, and we see that Bezel L. Did we did we land on how to pronounce his name? I, I don't know how to pronounce his name. <laughs> Mister B, we know Mister B's name is very important. It is very important. Names are important to God, and so I don't want to run past that. But just for the sake of time and for the sake of my mind right now. Um, we'll just call him Mr. B. But we see that Mr. B started working on the ark and he made it of acacia wood. It's a sacred chest, 45 inches long, 27 inches wide and 27 inches high. So again, today what we're seeing is the details, like God's in the details and these details are being carried out. And so Mr. B and his friend, Mr. O, are continuing to march forward with these instructions. And they took these instructions to heart. They're not just saying here, yeah, you know what? God wanted 45 inches and I didn't have a total of 45 inches. So I just did 44. Yeah. We're seeing that they did exactly how God wanted it to be made. And, um, and I just, in some ways, some of these details can feel a little bit cumbersome, but in other ways, I think that as we read this, we're like, oh, so yesterday or the day before we read about what God was asking. Mm-hmm. And today we're reading exactly how it's coming about. And so Mr. B is making the ark and then he moves on and he makes the table that goes inside of that ark. And he overlaid it with pure gold and he ran a gold molding around the edge then he moves on and he builds a lampstand and he made this lampstand of pure hammered gold. Like mm-hmm. the, you can just see and feel the, the craftsmanship that's going into this. I mean, it's somebody who takes care. It's somebody who is dedicating their life to honoring God by fulfilling what God has said. And, and it's pure gold. And it's, so it's pure not, gold. It's not the ordinary gold. This is gold that has been refined. Remember we talked about yeah. that in Job, refine me. This is pure refined gold, not ordinary gold that hasn't been refined with all the impurities. This is pure gold. Well, and and the entire lampstand, along with its accessories, were made from 75 pounds of pure gold, like 75 pounds. So all the Israelites came with their rings and with their earrings from their wives and their sons and their daughters. They brought all of this stuff and it took 75 pounds to just make the lampstand and its accessories. Yeah, that's a lot of gold. 
That is a lot of gold. So then Mr. B moves on to the incense altar and he makes the incense altar. And we see that he is using techniques techniques of a skilled incense Mm -hmm. maker as he's doing this. Like, again, the, the people that God puts in place, the, the details, we just see an amazing mm-hmm. God at work. So next, Mr. B moves on to the altar of burnt offering. And this altar is made of bronze. And I, I sat down and I was just like, bronze, um, bronze, the ash buckets, the shovels, the basin, the meat forks, and the fire pans. Because before we had been dealing with gold. Mm-hmm. But what I found about bronze when I did a quick study of it, it is hard. And it will take a lot more to break bronze. Oh, and it yeah. will last longer without needing repair. And I was like, oh, because when you think about a burnt offering and all that goes into that, you need something a little bit stronger. So yeah. then Mr. B moves on to the wash basin. He moves on to the courtyard. And then they take an inventory of all of the materials that they have compiled. And that is a lot of compilation yeah. of these materials because we're looking at the whole community of Israel gave 7,545 pounds of silver silver can you imagine that and I, again we don't have time to go into all of this so if if at some point in your study you want to do a deep dive please go in and do a deep dive because it's incredible to sit here and see like these are a lot like the gold the special offerings of gold totaled 2193 pounds that, that's, that's just lot. that's crazy And so then we move on to the craftsmen move on to making the garments for the priests and the making of the ephod. And again, God is very detailed in the ephods. God is very detailed Mm -hmm. in the chest pieces. And then we have the other closing for the priests. And uh, we just, we serve an incredible detailed God who makes his people incredibly detailed too, so that they can follow in his footsteps. Yeah, it's just amazing the amount of materials and that they were able to work together as a team, like we mentioned, to make these things. And I didn't realize how cool Bezalel, Mr. B, was um, because this is the third time he's mentioned. So, Mm -hmm. you know, we hear Moses and Aaron and different things like he was an important guy. And all these things that God told Moses were getting done. So it says that he, Bezalel, made everything just as the Lord commanded Moses. Not kind of, sort of, like, I'm going to put my own creative spin on this. Uh, no, he did it. And I also love, I, I got stuck on the ephod for a while. It was talking about how they mounted two onyx stones in settings of gold engraved with the names of the tribes of Israel, like we mentioned before, a couple, I don't know how many days ago, five days ago or so, mm-hmm. Um and it was a seal is engraved. It was sealed and engraved. And God told Moses back to have it done in Exodus 28. And now it's being done. Um, that, that engraving, I remember, you know, God talks about engraving. So I looked up a couple references in Isaiah 49, 16. It says, see, I have engraved you on the palms of my hands. Mm. This is God talking. And in Revelation 49, 16, 
It says, to the one who is victorious, I will give some of the hidden manna. I will also give that person a white stone with a new name written on it, known only to the one who receives it. So they had the priest wore on the ephod the names engraved of the tribes of Israel. And then God engraves our name on his hands. And then we get heaven we get a white stone with our new name yeah. engraved on it. And it, it was so cool. It even brought in, I will give some of the hidden manna and I will give the person a white stone with a new name engraved. It's like this whole big picture of the Bible as we're reading through it. Like those verses are from, you know, we're reading in Exodus, then there's Isaiah, Revelation. Like God has this beautiful picture. And we're just, I just feel like we're unwrapping this gift and this story as we go along. Um, and then today in, in, uh, in Exodus 3930, we see how they fashioned a medallion, um, that they fastened with a blue cord on Aaron's turban. So he had a priestly turban and they made the sacred medallion a badge of holiness of pure gold, mentioned gold before. Um, they engraved it like a seal with these words, holy to the Lord. So all these engravings, God says, engrave it so I will remember it. It's like, you are holy, you are mine. Mm -hmm. And that's not just talking about the priest with the ephod and the turban with the medallion. Again, from Isaiah and Revelation, God is engraving us Mm -hmm. on the palms of his hand. We have this new name that that we're going to receive one day in eternity. That engraving, that holy to the Lord isn't just for Moses and those people back then, it's for us too. It's just such a beautiful thing of just thinking through um, just things that you're bringing to the table, things that I'm bringing to the table. Mm-hmm. Again, we talk about how in community um, we learn more. And I love how you're saying we're unwrapping things because just as as you were saying that, all of a sudden my mind went to the fact that in past years, as I've read through the Bible, and I haven't read through the Bible as much as you have, Tricia, um, but in past times as I've read through the Bible, it's not that I read without colors. Like, I mean, I envision things with colors, but this time, and, and actually as we're talking now, all of a sudden I'm like, oh my goodness, I wish I was there as they're putting this stuff together because as we're talking through this in community, I'm just realizing I'm not skipping over words. I'm really mm-hmm. sitting there going, oh my goodness, it was things were woven linen embroidered with gold and with blue and with purple and scarlet. There were these onyx stones in settings with gold filigree. I mean, there this was beautiful. Mm-hmm. This wasn't just something that some folks who happened to be in the wilderness put together and threw together for God. This was something that was beautiful. Mm-hmm. And it, it would be fun to get a small little glimpse of that. Yeah, hopefully someday they have like instant replay. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Well, we need to take a break and hear from our sponsor. And then we're going to be back with the word of the day. Okay, the word of the day. So I picked gold for the word of the day, and the English term gold derives from the Indo-European word gel, 
Is it Gel, yeah, Trisha? That sounds good. That sounds okay. good. Gel, I'm going with Gel, too. <laughs> okay, Gel. It's kind of a fun and fun name to say, Gel, um, which also means yellow. And so, of course, we understand that gold has this yellow tinge to it. For this particular property of gold, uh, besides copper, it's the only metal with a distinct color. And it was associated with the sun in many ancient cultures which I thought was fascinating too, because mm-hmm. we're talking about an ancient culture here. It was associated with the sun. And gold is one of the most ductile and malleable of metals. So an ounce of gold can be drawn into a very thin wire and gold can be drawn into threads that are one atom thick. Like the, <laughs> like those mind-blowing things that it's like... One yeah. atom thick, you could, so when they're hammering, like this is moldable to make the things that they needed to make, but that's also brilliant and beautiful. And God's like, here, here's gold. Make these things out of gold because he knows they're going to be able to be molded. But wow, like and then, one atom thick. I've never, I've never heard that before. That's really cool. And then, and then to think that. It was used in some of that fine linen to embroider also. So you have this gold that is the overlays for so many of these pieces, but then you also have the gold threads, not just a flick of gold through these threads, but a gold thread. It, it's, it is. Um, yeah, they were in the desert. Yeah. <laughs> they are weaving and making gold into threads threads and then weaving the gold threads into these beautiful expensive fabrics because anything with dyes with purples and blues were very costly because they had to only get certain I think it was like purples came from the shells in Macedonia do not quote me on that I but it was a hard thing to get the purple dye and the blue dye and then they were craft crafting these amazing things and I love that Again, God is dwelling with them. It's giving a glimpse of these amazing things because I had jumped to Revelation Mm. and found that about the engraving part. Then, you know, you're thinking of the streets of gold, the, and, and so many things in Revelation talk about the pearls and the gold and these precious metals. So what they're doing now is a glimpse of what to come. Um, Exodus 25, eight through nine says, have the people of Israel Build me a holy sanctuary so I can live among them. You must build this tabernacle and its furnishings exactly according to the pattern. I will show you. And this is really cool. I don't remember this, Michelle. But again, God was giving the people a glimpse of heaven. So in Hebrews 8.5, I never made this connection before. So I love this. Um, it says, they, speaking of the high priest, serve at a sanctuary that is a copy and shadow of what is in heaven. This is why Moses warned when he was about to build the tabernacle, see to it that you make everything according to the pattern shown to you on the mountain. Mm. So this pattern, this this goal, all these things is a shadow of what is in heaven. And again, Revelation 21, 21, we read about the streets of gold. Revelation 21, 2 through 3 says, I see the holy city, the new Jerusalem coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a beautiful bride dressed for her husband. 
your wedding is this week. Just a little throwing that in there. Throwing that in there, Michelle. <laughs> and I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, look, God's dwelling place is now among the people and he will dwell with them. They will be his people and God himself will be with them and be their God. So we're getting this glimpse of in the, in the desert, God was wanting to be with his people someday in heaven. They're going to say, look, God is his dwelling place is now with his people. Like this, uh, what God was given a glimpse of that shadow of what was going to come is going to happen someday. So every time we read about gold in these books, we can remember that this was a symbol to give us a glimpse of what's in heaven and to think about that eternal dwelling place that God is preparing for us. And right before my grandpa passed away um, in 1999, he saw into heaven. He's like, do you see that? Look at that beautiful meadow and look at those birds and do you smell that? And he saw into heaven, like he's laying in bed, but he saw into heaven and he was getting the glimpse. And someday we are going to be there dwelling with God. Mm -hmm. That's a beautiful, beautiful picture. You know, I love that you took us to Hebrews. I spent some time studying Hebrews with a group of women um, a few years ago. And it's probably the book of Hebrews is what gave me my love of the Old Mm -hmm. Testament. Because in Hebrews, we see that Moses, he was great. And he did great things for God. And so did Abraham. So did Melchizedek. So did so many others. But they are kind of like this foreshadowing of Christ, who is our greater high priest, of Christ, who is our better Moses, of Christ, who is our better Adam. You know, and as as we're reading each day, um, it's really easy to get stuck in the weeds of going, oh, and so they made this this linen here and they embroidered it this way and they put the gold on this and they did this. It's so easy to get stuck in the weeds and and maybe even let your eyes glaze over a little bit and, and go, I just need to get through this. Because I, I'm honest, there are times that I'm I'm that way too. But we need to continually mm-hmm. pull back and realize that there is a bigger picture here that God is writing this incredible story. And it's not just a story. He's he's writing our journey and he's showing us just how great he is and that he is rescuing his people. He's like rescuing his people. And it's 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 just so cool to pull back and go, okay, what is God doing here? And then be able to see the little pieces and the little glimpses of of, of just Oh, that, yeah, I'll just repeat it again. All that he's doing. Yeah, that one, your one word of gold just took me on this little through Hebrews into Revelation. I just was like, because I was reading the notes ahead of time. (laughs) But I just love like that. That's what we do for each other. And we just like, hey, I saw this. I would have skimmed over this chapter and not even paid much attention to the gold because I'm like, okay, it's gold, whatever. But you calling that out like, ooh, I love that. And I just love that as we're doing this together, like God is just helping me, helping you, hopefully helping our listeners just see things that we wouldn't have seen just alone. Mm-hmm. It's so true. Well, I want to take a moment and just pray for our listeners, for our friends out there. And um, yeah, let's just go before God. Father God, I just, I, I pray for um, our friends out there today that 
Lord, that you would just continually bring new and exciting things to our mind as we mm-hmm. open your word, as we we see threads and this thread of gold, but also threads of what you are doing, threads of the story that this incredible story, this true story, it's not a fairy tale, this true story that you are writing, not only in our lives, but way back when in the Israelites' life. So Father, just continue to open our eyes continually give us more of you. We thank you, Lord. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, we just want to send you off with some daily encouragement to get into the Word and be the hands and feet of Jesus. Again, if you don't have the one-year chronological Bible that we are using, we have links to that Bible in our show notes, and you can even find it on Kindle format. Also in the show notes is a monthly and yearly schedule of the Bible reading plan that we are following. And tomorrow we are reading Exodus 39 and Exodus 40 and getting into some numbers in Numbers 9, 15 through 23. Hey, and I just want to take a little bit of time right now, take a second to thank the team at Life Audio. You wouldn't be listening to Daily Bible Podcast with Trisha and Michelle without their partnership. So go to lifeaudio.com. You're going to find other great podcasts to encourage you in your walk with God. They've got shows about prayer, Bible study, parenting, and so much more. That's lifeaudio.com. And we will see you here tomorrow. Bye-bye.